Welcome to the Goals Podcast, the business case for women's sports, where we explore every corner of the women's sports industry from the field to the front office. I'm Caroline Fitzgerald, and I'm here to prove that it's good business to be in the business of women's sports. Today's episode is brought to you by Ally, a change maker in women's sports, steadfast in their commitment to the fight for media equity, because we're all better off with an ally. Our guest today is Nicole Pollock. Nicole is the Senior Director of Special Projects at Athletes Unlimited. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Hi, Caroline. Thank you for having me. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so thrilled to have you here. And I have to share a little anecdote with our listeners before we jump in because, Nicole, you have been so incredibly kind to me and to goals over the past two weeks that we've known each other, you just are like the definition of a person or a woman that supports other women. So anyways, I just want to say thank you for your generosity and your kindness and for agreeing to come on the podcast. You're just a real one. And I'm just so happy to have you here. No, thank you for having me. I've been super excited about being on this podcast. We have to mention Jackson. Shout out to Jackson for connecting us. To have another woman in this space who's doing some awesome things. I mean, trust me, what you're doing, you're tackling a lot. Um, so any support is given, you know, that we can give each other um, is what we need to be doing in this space. And I know sometimes it's not seen or perceived that way, but uh, we'll be your biggest cheerleader from near or far. Well, thank you so much. And yes, my brother Jackson is going to be so happy to have <laughs> finally gotten a shout out on the podcast. Nicole, we're going to talk a lot about Athletes Unlimited today because obviously that is where you do your work and that's where you're making such an impact in women's sports. And what's super special about this conversation today is that you've been working with Athletes Unlimited in some capacity from the very beginning. So you've had quite a journey with Athletes Unlimited. You've also had quite a journey through the sports industry. So Could you start today by taking us through your career journey that's ultimately led you to the position you hold now as the Senior Director of Special Projects at Athletes Unlimited? Well, it's definitely been like a windy, like uphill, downhill, twisty, turny kind of career. So I'll preface that because I think some people think when you're in sports, like as soon as you're out of college, it's like, I'm going to be in sports and it's always this linear path and it's not. Um... So I grew up with parents that were into sports and were athletic. I gravitated towards sports. I loved the team atmosphere and played. I played a division one water polo, um, been in that space, thought I was going to be an orthopedic surgeon to kind of give back and uh, kind of stumbled into business. And the more that I did in sports, I realized that sports is a common language You can have people from different economic backgrounds, different language barriers, different countries, you know, different education levels. But if they're all cheering for the Yankees or if they're all cheering for the Bulls, like there's that common denominator that I feel unites people. So out of college, I mean, first job was MTV. And then it was like the twisty turny, like I knew it was sports, but that was the first job out of college. And kind of did the agency side, brand side, team side, league side, kept going and I was lucky enough in November 2019, uh, Dan Mannix, who was the CEO of uh, CSM, 
he was like, Nicola, I need a jack of all trades. And I literally was like the angels, you know, started singing. I was like, finally, somebody needs all this crazy stuff that I like, you know, kind of acquired throughout my journey. And he's like, we got this new project and I'd love for you to lead it. And so in January, 2020, um, I was the account director at CSM Sports Entertainment uh, in New York. And Athletes Unlimited was the partner, the account um, that I was lucky enough to lead. And literally it was everything from soup to nuts that we did on the CSM side until Athletes Unlimited was able to grow their front office. So it was kind of awesome to have taken all that past work to start something new um, and lay the groundwork for um, Athletes Unlimited that we know today. That's amazing. So, okay, now you're the director of special projects at Athletes Unlimited. What does that look like? What I'm sure it, special projects probably means a lot of different things. What are some of those special projects? What are some of the things that you work on either like day to day or throughout the time that you've been with the organization? I know everybody, when they hear the title, they're like, special projects, what is that? Um, So in October 2021, I came over to the league side. When I was at CSM, I was helping with uh, the Nike and the Tops partnerships for Athletes Unlimited. Um, So I was lucky enough to carry those over when being on the league side. So uh, special projects truly runs the gamut. Um, I'm in the day-to-day and leading the relationships for Nike and Tops, two of our awesome partners that have also been with us since day one, NFTs, uh, some dabbling in the metaverse, um, and then lucky enough to help get sports betting open uh, up and running for Athletes Unlimited. So in 2022, um, we went live with sports betting. Um, and within the past year and a half, we've seen some pretty great growth. So at the end of the day, I sit there and say, it's like you're dabbling in a lot of different areas and wearing different hats, but it's awesome because no day is the same. And it could go, hey, today we're working on like lines for sports betting for AUX. And then the next minute you're like, hey, please come over to the Sports Business Journal event where we met and work on, you know, this cocktail hour and some of our athletes being there and incorporating some of our partners. So uh, it's pretty cool that it can be like an, you know, all hands on deck uh, mentality with Athletes Unlimited. And that's kind of the mentality, you know, an ethos of special projects. Uh, so they, it leans in well with each other. Yeah, not kidding. And Athletes Unlimited, as you mentioned, has not been around very long. <laughs> Started in official, was it officially go to market in 2020? Yeah. So March, uh, 2020, we announced, uh, and then August, 2020, we were live with softball in Rosemont. Wild. So again, yes, definitely startup space. So new pro sports league for our listeners that aren't familiar with athletes unlimited. Can you give a quick rundown on what AU is? Yes. And I feel like I tell this to everyone and it's to kind of talk about our breath and depth as a league. There's many onions with many layers in AU, and it's like, let's pick a topic and peel it back, but very high level. Um, we are the overarching league. So Athletes Unlimited is the overarching league of four professional sports. Uh, so in short, it's a network of pro sports that leans into the women's space. So we have women's professional softball, basketball, volleyball, and lacrosse. Uh, We are set in a market. So for example, softball is out of Rosemont, Illinois, five week season, four teams, 
and there's a leaderboard. So we take the traditional sport model and we kind of, you know, inject a little, you know, steroid to it and make it more fun for the fan and the athlete. And so there's a leaderboard. So there's individual points uh, tied to an action within that sport. And those players at the end of the week of playing, they'll have their team and individual points combined and then rank them on a leaderboard. Uh, So it gives some like skin in the game for fans to root for a player. Um, And then it's also adding a little bit more of like a competitive edge to those athletes where they're in control of their own actions. So if I'm on first and I want to steal second, is that going to help me on the leaderboard? It's going to move me up, move me down. So you're giving the athletes more control. The other thing cool about um, AU, there's no coaches, there's no GMs. The athletes literally are in charge. Like they are drafting their teams. They are deciding who's starting, what's going on with the lineup, what drills they want to do for practice. Um, And each sport has a player executive committee or a PEC. So those players are sitting there with our executive leadership talking about rules and scoring changes. What type of partners are in that sports space? Uh, What do they want the uniforms to look like and the design? So literally having feedback from the athlete day in and day out is how this league is shaped. And it's pretty cool to not go through something and then get athlete feedback. It's literally hand in hand to make sure that the product on and off the field is the best that it should be. That's so cool. And I know that's something that AU has said from the very beginning, that you're player first Mm -hmm. league, first and foremost. And You can see how well that's working out for your organization. It's really something special. Athletes Unlimited is a non-traditional sports league, as you just explained. It's kind of like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong in describing it this way, but it feels like real-time fantasy sports in Mm -hmm. some ways. It's like really gamifying the way that sports are played, which I think is super interesting and super entertaining. What role do you see Athletes Unlimited playing within the larger women's sports industry? I think that it's showing it doesn't matter how the sport is played. There's still there's room for all sports, men's, women's, changing up the game, making it faster, but that we can be innovative. We could be quick on our feet. We don't have to sit there and like lean back and say we have to go the traditional route. So even though women's sports is like, getting this like big moment, you know, this big momentum push right now, we don't have to sit there and follow the course of the men's leagues and how they did things. It's nope in real time and real action. We could implement what's happening because you're getting real time data across men's and women's sports. So instead of being reactionary, we're trying to be proactive and say, what do the fans want? What do the athletes need? How do we kind of like progress this. So yes, we're trying to, you know, progress as on many levels, but like, how do we progress the game? How do we progress the competitiveness um, and get this to another level without, you know, saying, Hey, we have to wait another 50 years before we really revolutionize the sport. So we're kind of showing people that you can do both. Um, and you have the ability to, you know, kind of make your own map on which way you want to go. You can accelerate as fast as you want. And there's times people have said like, oh, you guys are like just our scoring system. Oh, you guys are a little bit like ahead of the curve there. Um, So it's awesome. But then sometimes people like you're waiting for them to catch up. So we're we're putting the pressure on people to make sure that they keep up uh, with women's sports and just a little bit of like the changing of the game mentality. I love that. I think your organization is really challenging 
the entire sports industry, both men's and women's, to think differently about Mm -hmm. the product of sport for fans and also the experience of sport for athletes. Athletes Unlimited was an early adopter, I'd say, when it comes to embracing and investing real money, like big dollars into women's sports. What are some of the challenges that you face with launching this, especially, I mean, you also launched this at a pretty interesting time in world history with the global pandemic, but what are some of the challenges that you faced in um, getting Athletes Unlimited, not only off the ground, but now that you're three years in? To be honest, the getting off the ground, when you look back at it, was not difficult. We were COVID ready before COVID hit. We knew we were going to be in one market for five weeks. We, you know, we knew there wasn't going to be travel back and forth. Like that was part of our model um, from the very beginning. So we were ahead of it before we knew we needed to be ahead of it. And the quiet or the downtime that happened in COVID allowed this to take center stage and show people like, hey, pay attention women's pro sports is about to be on the rise more so like we we kind of had that like it was coming it was coming it was coming then you had COVID and then that momentum I feel like you know picked up again especially with uh, the 2021 Olympics but the the pause in and like everything going on I think helped and gave us the opportunity to showcase who we were and what we were about to be doing the challenge now it's you're constantly trying to prove yourself to anyone and everyone from the fans to the partners, to the investors, to the, you know, just anyone and everyone. And it's just that financial backing. It's, you know, trying to say like, well, NBA, like those partners are giving X or those athletes are getting Y and then trying to say like, okay, well, we don't have those resources or we don't have those brands. So like, how can we make sure we're giving either the fans, the athletes, the venue, you know, the same experience and professionalism, um, knowing that we don't have the resources or the dollars to the level of some of the men's pro leagues. And also we have to stop and say, but we also haven't been around as long as some of these men or women pro league. I mean, three years, we've done a lot in three years. So imagine what we can do in three more. Absolutely. And just two follow-up comments on that. I agree with you that the pandemic allowed for the world to be able to pay closer attention to women's sports. Everybody was just so thirsty, if you will, for sports content. Um, And women's sports were so perfectly positioned since we are streamed quite often and um, we can have shorter seasons, things like that. We were just kind of perfectly positioned at that time to meet the moment and give sports fans something that was accessible to them during that time. So I agree with you that the pandemic, even though obviously devastating pandemic, it was one of the silver linings to that pretty dark time in our history. And then the challenges you faced, or you mentioned around investment and money, that is, that is the challenge that exists across the entire industry. That is not just isolated to AU. That's just what we're facing in women's sports right now. Women's sports still get only 1% of total sponsorship dollars. 99% of sports sponsorship dollars are going to men's sports. So those challenges are out there. And I, I think it's remarkable what you guys have been able to do despite all of those challenges. Looking ahead, what are some of the things that you guys are working on right now at AU? And what are some things that you're looking down the road? What's the vision in the long term? Short term and long term, pretty much the same. 
it is. It's the building the brand. It's the brand awareness. It's you you have to show up every day and show and tell people who you are. Because again, the clutter, not only of men's sports and women's sports, but just everything else going on, the entertainment and the extracurriculars and the news, like you always want to make sure that your brand awareness is there and you're staying true to who you are. Uh, but it's growth and engagement. Um, the landscape in sports is changing quickly. Like I feel like every other day something new is coming out because of a data point or research or a huge investment that came through. Um, so at Athletes Unlimited, we're pretty nimble and we're able to pivot. So if something, you know, some research or data point came out or a big investment, we'd be able to pivot um, and, you know, change course. I mean, we did grow quickly with the four sports. Um, I mean, we all talk, you know, internally, like, what is that next sport? So uh, the higher powers that be have those conversations, but it's kind of sitting at, you know, with them and what is the best next step for us? What is going to help women's sports? What is going to help athletes unlimited? And again, back to where we started, like what is going to help help the athletes? Um, so we're constantly monitoring that um, and making sure that our, you know, strategies in the now are laddering up to those longer term visions, whatever they are. And at Athletes Unlimited, you have to be able to, to pivot quickly. We learned that in January, 2020, and it's still something that, you know, I think we we keep with us internally uh, even today. Nicole, you've now worked in, well, worked and competed in the women's sports space for a really long time. Looking around the space right now, what's something that you're excited about? I think the exposure, the access that is happening from social media to viewing games and streaming games. I was on a panel a couple of weeks ago talking about Growing up, you saw female athletes every four years. If you watched the Olympics or if you played that sport, and so it wasn't something constant that you saw that you were like, I could be that or I want to be that. Um, as I mentioned, I was lucky enough to like be in every sport growing up because our our parents literally made sure that was a priority for us. But seeing these little girls now looking at tops cards, you know, going on social media, seeing that they can buy a player tee or a player jersey, going to the actual games, having these athletes even respond to them either face-to-face -face at autograph sessions or meet and greets, or so many fans write into our players' PO boxes and say, like, can you sign my tops card or can you sign this? And then they get it back in the mail. So I think the, the access um, and that tangible piece of being like having these little girls say, I can do this, I can be this, or that this is normal is what's really cool because that just wasn't there. I mean, even like five, 10 years ago, that wasn't even that common. So it's pretty cool to see how much that has already changed. And it's it's not even an afterthought. It's not like, oh, you have to wait four years. You, you can turn on the TV today and there, there are women's sports being played across the globe or you can go on social media you know, or you can go to the retail store and be like, oh, top cards. Now with our partnership, we're in retail. So can you imagine walking in Target and say, hey, look it, there's there's women playing softball and a little girl saying like, I'm on Little League. Like having that common bond is pretty awesome. It really is. And to your point, that didn't exist even just a few years ago. All right, Nicole, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with our closing questions. So Hang with us, everybody. We will be right back to close this out. 
As you may know, the goal of this podcast is to show brands, networks, and people in general that it's good business to invest in women's sports. We know that women in sports are incredible and are breaking boundaries and setting records. But did you know they receive less than 10% of all sports media coverage? It's a vicious cycle. The lack of media coverage means fans miss out while networks and sponsors can't see the fan base and don't invest in the media. Now, more than ever, it's time for brands to jump in. That's why our sponsor, Ally, is making big moves to put an end to the cycle and give women's sports the coverage they deserve. This year, Ally is continuing to invest in access for women's sports through sponsorships with ESPN, CBS, and women-owned outlets giving fans more opportunities to watch what they want, where they want. So tune in and be part of the change. To learn more, check out watchtochange.com because we're all better off with an ally. All right, Nicole, we are back and we have our final questions. These are the questions that we always end with here on the business case for women's sports. So number one, if you could wave a magic wand and create equity in one aspect of sports, what would it be? I mean, financial? Financial when it comes to salary, financial when it comes to partnerships, financial, you know, when it comes to venues and operations and and all of those things. I think if you could have equal financial, you know, ways across men's and women's, it would be awesome to see how quickly women's sports could take off or show like proving the point that it's a good business decision because I don't think, you know, they would miss a beat if they were given those same opportunities. Great answer. I couldn't agree more. Nicole, we have one more question for you. But before we get there, is there anything you want to plug or share with our listeners? I mean, first and foremost, shout out to John Patrikoff and Jonathan Soros, who had the creative visionary to get this on paper and then put into action. Uh, 2018, 2019, they started kind of like working through this and putting, you know, pen to paper and then here we are three years later uh, with four sports and we've hit some awesome cities. And again, it, it takes a lot to kind of pave the path and beat down some of those barriers uh, to get where they were with women's sports. So it's a, it's a testament to the leadership that we have uh, from both of them and then who we have also internally at Athletes Unlimited. And then, yeah, AUProSports.com and at AUProSports on all social platforms, like follow us, like us. Uh, July and August, uh, lacrosse uh, will be out in Baltimore. Softball will be back in Rosemont. Uh, then we have volleyball in October in Arizona. So, like, find us whether it's uh, in those cities or on television. Um, anything you can do to support women's sports is obviously not only much appreciated, but obviously helps move that needle for all of us. Excellent. And we will make sure we link to AU Pro Sports and all of the channels in the show notes so everybody has easy access to follow along. All right, Nicole, last question. I can't believe this has been such a wonderful conversation. (laughs) I can't believe we've arrived at the end. But can you summarize in just a few sentences why you think it's good business to invest in women's sports? We're more than just a field sign. We're more than just an athlete. Uh, I think it's pretty cool that these athletes, some of them are moms, some of them have held four jobs, some of them are still going to school because they want to be a lawyer or a doctor. I think they have such dimension and depth to them outside of just being an athlete. They also understand how passionate and how hard it is to be an athlete and what they have to do to make sure they can perform on and off the field every day. 
Um, so for anybody out there, you know, who's a brand that sits there and is like, I don't know if we should do that or media partners, you get a lot more storytelling. You get things that are bigger than the logo with female sports that I think is pretty cool. And at the end of the day, these athletes are also very genuine, very authentic and willing to do the work with the partner and with the league. Um, and I just think that's something that you, you can't turn your head away from. Amazing answer, Nicole. Thank you so much Thank for coming you. on the show. Oh my gosh. It's been so much fun chatting with you. I also want to shout out and thank John Patrickoff and Jonathan Soros for investing in AU. Shout out your whole team for bringing the vision to life. The work you've personally done, Nicole, is incredible. And the w- entire women's sports industry is made better because of everything that Athletes Unlimited has done. So I really appreciate you coming on to share about it on the Business Case for Women's Sports. Thank you. And then shout out to Jackson again, because this would not have been possible if your brother did not stop me and talk about a great guy stopping to fight for women's sports. Again, great brother, great guy. We have to shout him out again, or I would not be here. And that would be a huge miss. It would. We love you, Jackson. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Goals Podcast, the business case for women's sports presented by Ally, a change maker in women's sports steadfast in their commitment to the fight for media equity because we're all better off with an ally. To learn more about Goals and our work to bring more brand investment into women's sports, be sure to follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram or visit our website at goals-sports.com. And remember, it's simply good business to be in the business of women's sports.